Welcome back, everybody. I'm Yemi Jemison, a.k.a. Yemi Creo, And I'm Justin Latson. And welcome back to Opportunities Connected. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Justin, again, for being such a great teammate. we got an awesome uh, show, as usual, for you all who are listening or joining us and, and viewing us here on YouTube. Um, I know that this is our second episode. We're keeping yes. it going. And, uh, and in our first episode, we talked a lot about what the show is. And just as a reminder for those who might just be hopping on Opportunities Connected, it's this bridge. It's like uh, a place where we can uh, meet here and talk about things that, you know, uh, raise awareness about things that can help us grow, um, not only as human beings, but as a as a community. Yeah. And, um, and it's like, this is our passion, like that's our right. That's so right. Coming together, for sure. And so it allows us to to kind of look at things that um, that might uh, uh, help us grow, and uh, and then um, things that might be available to you locally or um, even uh, in this digital world that we've all become very accustomed to. And uh, and today's topic, you know, let's go into a little more, uh, Justin. Let's let's share what what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So today we are diving deep, like we are. We've scratched the surface, but today we are really digging. We're digging deep into our core to find out what's really holding us back, you know? Right. So a lot of people say that I don't trust people. It's not in my nature to trust people. But what are they really gaining from having trust challenges in their life? Right. Right. So a lot of times we see it on TV. Like we have conversations with our friends. Oh, no, I don't trust people. But, you know, we're going to really dive into that today. So... Um, I'm just going to throw you out there, brother. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Let's do it. That's one of the things I love about this show is that, yep. you know, it gives us an opportunity to converse about things, engage with you guys about it, and then just kind of put ourselves out there, you know, some vulnerability. Yeah. So what I believe is a lot of the challenges that we have today actually stem from our core years of our life. Right. our elementary to teenage years, right. sometimes even um, younger. So we may have heard some things that a parent said or a friend said, and it just stuck with us throughout our entire life. So today I really want to dive in, like throwing you and I out and maybe some right. of our listeners can learn from that to help themselves grow, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, go ahead, go ahead. Yep. Starting with you, brother. What do you think is something that has happened in your younger years that you think affects you today as an adult? Well, I know, you know, just for me personally, one thing that had just such a, a great impact on a lot of the way I was thinking and then had to grow from and um, um, was losing my father at an early age. And, um, and so, you know, in a usual storyline, I don't know if you're looking at a movie or something like that, you, you can see how uh, having that family dynamic could break things up. But then let's let's put all that back into perspective. And, in in, you know, I live in the United States, you know, being raised by uh, a single mom, an African-American mom, and, uh, and she's raising two African-American men or boys who 
you know, God willing, grow up to to be men. Um, and so, uh, and so, I remember at a very early age, and he passed when I was four, just being um, like really frustrated that I didn't have a dad, mm-hmm. and um, and and there, and then some instances wasn't fair to my mom. Um, I mean, she she understood. She, she knew she's raising uh, children. And so she knew that there were going to be moments where, you know, our, our minds were learning to adapt to this, 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 uh, this circumstance in this environment. And to be fair, at the age of four, um, you, there's a lot, there's a lot of memory that is lost prior to that, to that time. And so, you know, a lot of my memory, I do have some subtle memories of my dad, but majority of my life, I, I don't know what it was like to have a, a father um, in the picture. And so um, and so I used to, um, um, at some moments in my life, whether it was in school or whether it was later in my adulthood, in my younger adulthood, you know, talking to those 20s, date myself again, um, where where I was I was I used to be too fired up. And, well, you know, I didn't have a father. I didn't have a father. And and at times, that could and would prevent me from growing. It would stand in my way. It would be a wall that I've put up, you know? And uh, it wasn't until over time that I learned that, you know, my mom's brothers who stood in to help were these male figures in my life that I looked up to and then learned to appreciate um, as they set a great example for me on how to lead, how to take care of my family, how to take care of myself. And, um, and, and so I know that there are things that uh, uh, we can sometimes put up as obstacles or roadblocks in our lives that we hold on to from our past. And it took, you know, me, it took some changes and it, including yeah. me having my son to help me realize I don't need that to be something that holds me back. I can use that actually as a strength so that I can be present in my son's life, yep. be more present in people's lives that might also feel like there's this hole that they're trying to fill. Talk about the pain that I felt or the anger that I felt um, as, as a guide or experience that I can share to say, hey, look, don't allow those types of feelings to take control of you. To take control. Well, yeah, I'm so glad you brought this topic up. And again, I'm so sorry to hear that your father passed when you were younger. Um, one thing that you've done that a lot of people don't do is you've taken your past and you change your future. You made sure that's not going to be the negative aspect of your future. Like you brought up your son. You're not going to have your son growing up saying, you know, it was tough for me not having a dad. Now you got to bend and be tough for yourself because I right. have to do it. You're right. right. We hear that a lot is like our parents have to walk 30 miles to yeah. in the snow. Yeah. So yeah. my child needs to do that. I think we need to change that mindset. It's like yeah. we work yeah. hard so our kids don't have to work as hard, but they still have to have those challenges. That's right. They overcome. Yeah. One thing that we don't realize is that no matter how great of a life we give our kids, they will have those challenges. They will. So a lot of people add their own challenges to their kids' life. Yeah. So now they're going through their own challenge. Now you just added more challenges and then you think it's going to be an A-plus solution. I just raised a man in the house. Right, right, right. And thinking that that is the solution to their success. And so, 
Um, what what are some of the challenges that you you have personally faced? Yeah, see, for me is I always felt like I was the oddball in the family. Like everybody else works the nine to five, and I went to college to potentially be a lawyer, but mainly because my mom was saying you got to get this safe job. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I just wasn't with it, so I did a couple of years, and then I was like, I'm gonna follow my passion of owning a martial arts school. Right. Now. That affected me for so many years, the, um, being different, is I felt like I couldn't really connect with people. Right. What I do for a living, you have to be able to connect with people. So having that self-sabotaging mindset of I can't connect well because I'm different really held me back when truly be who you are will take you further in life. We think we have to be a certain way or live a life or a certain way to please people. And that's truly what's holding us back when we don't do that well. So if I'm not being near me to the best of my ability, I'm upset that I'm not achieving when truly I just got to be myself. That's know? it. That's it. So, and, um, yeah. what, what have you found? So like, so tying into that, um, 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 while I've gotten to this place where I love who I am and, 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 and that takes time, sometimes for, less time for some and, and more time for others. But um, it's such a beautiful place to be in. But then then you're a leader or then you're a, a parent and or, or a mentor. And you try to help those that you are trying to be an example for find that in themselves. And so, you know, there are moments where as a mentor um, to, to some of my younger or um, still coming up through the ranks, colleagues, I'm yeah. able to help them kind of pinpoint some of the things they're great at and, mm -hmm. and share with them, use that as your strength, use that as your gift and apply it forward. But I found that, you know, my my greatest challenge is helping my son find it in himself. Yeah. And, you know, he's young and I, and sometimes I, I think I put too much on him in terms of what I expect his brain level to be at. And he's an extremely intelligent kid. Thank God I'm grateful, so on and so forth. But I I also have to remember, although I see him doing mature things or mm -hmm. see him growing up fast, he isn't an adult. He's oh, still, man. He yeah. is like still developing. And it's still like, and he's still influenced and impacted by what he sees outside or what he might see in his screen time or what he hears from his peers or sees at school differently from the way I'll receive it. Yep. Because you know, we have different experiences. For the parents who are watching this, this is gold right here. Yeah. You have to watch what you say. Yeah. Even if you feel like it's harmless, it could be the biggest sword to your child. And I guarantee it. So for an example with me and my, my son, right? Right. He wasn't picking up like his ABCs as fast as the other kids. He wasn't really getting um, education. Like it just yeah. wasn't his thing. But he's only, he was only in kindergarten or first grade. Right, right. So in my mind, I'm just thinking like, come on, son. Like I'm working extra with him. I need you to be top of the class. Right. If I verbalized how I was feeling, that would have been me coming out of a place of weakness. Right. And then my son would have held on to that. Right. Today, I'm very proud to say, like, I get surprised when he, like, gets straight A's on his work. Like, I'll time him. He's only in second grade, but I'll time him doing, like, the rundown of different math equations. Yeah. And he's bang, 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 bang. 
So putting my son in a mindset where it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to learn at your pace, yeah. is what I truly believe is the gold nugget that help him uh, or is helping him achieve success versus you're not doing it good enough. Come on, it's not fast enough. Yeah. And as out loud, it sounds like that's common sense, right? Like right. out loud, but it's always different when it's your own child, right? You know, because you want the best of your kid, right? So, gotta be careful and conscious of what we say it's right. so important it, it it does it plays such a, a huge impact including um um you because sometimes you might plan out a response or you're working with uh um your 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 teammates you know whether or not it's your spouse or your partner or even other family members like grandma granddad aunt uncle on how you're going to respond to stuff but then you forget about the reactionary response. Yeah. And so, you know, you might have an instance where you weren't planning on it, but they bring up a subject and you're like, I must react. I, you know, how do I react to this? And, and how do, how do I respond to this? And sometimes we get caught up in our old ways or caught up in things that we've heard as children that seemed right. It may have felt right during that period of time, but is it applicable? to this period of time or to your child, you yeah. know? And so, you know, for instance, like, um, I I think, uh, you know, I, I live in a household, I was uh, raised by a single mom. So, you know, over time I'm in, in this place where, you know, I, I feel, you know, women, of course, you know, we need more women in places of power. It'd be great to have, you know, more balance, so on and so forth. So I'm, I'm in my mind imagining here, I'm showing this great example for my son, but he's a child, he's coming up, he's he's in his mind, think looking at it quite differently because he's seeing, he's hearing me say uh, women against men. And that's not what I'm saying. And, and so then I realize, okay, well, how am I saying things? How am I pushing it out there? Should I be talking about it more in terms of balance or having balance of thought or balance of perspective rather than oh we need more women or oh we need more men or we need more color or we need more this and that instead of saying it in that way looking at more i'm saying you know because some things aren't for him to you know really worry about now it's something you know he's he's you know a young child still coming up in the world i don't need him being focused or worried about what's happening in congress none of us feel like worrying about a lot yeah. of this anyway but helping him understand why i'm i'm leaning in that direction and saying hey you know i'm not saying it in a women against men thing or a men against women thing i'm saying it more in terms of making sure everybody has a sense yeah. or making sure 100%. everybody has input and as i explain it and and those better words then he understands it more rather than me saying you know Oh, we gotta have more. We gotta have more of this because he's thinking of it in the, in the terms of tug of war. He's thinking of it in the terms of playing Connect Four or or like a, a game of back and forth. And he's like, "Well, why? You know, aren't we great? Aren't we? We're men. We're great too." And I'm like, "Hey, you are. What one thing is not saying the other thing." And 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 so learning how to better communicate with our children, learning how to better communicate with those we're mentoring, mm -hmm. learning how to better communicate to those we're leading so that we aren't um, applying the wrong perspective. Yes. 
As a teacher, we're always looking, how can we communicate better? Communication is the most undervalued skill that I believe we all need to have. But one thing that has never failed as a teacher is coming from a place of love. So right. instead of you against me, me against you, it's love. It's like with my oldest who's in fourth grade and you know, they're experiencing a lot of changes that you and I didn't have to experience. Right. Um, but when he comes to me and gives me his mindset, I just like, is it hurtful or is it coming from a place of love? Right. Like, do we want more female leaders because they deserve it? They earn it. Like that's a place right. of love. Or is it, we, we just need to give them a, like a leeway. No, they earn it. Like yeah. that's not a place that's of right. love. That's a place of hurt. That's a place of holding a group back, which that's not who we are. Right. So that's my number one um teaching is love come from a place of love have it come from your heart you That's see right. how great he she whoever it is they however they are doing it do they if they earned it they worked hard for it give it to them that's Let right them take it so yeah. i love it yeah it's a it's 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 awesome and i feel like it's such a great gift to be in a position where we can do those things and even lead or even share uh, uh, that type of love. And that, that plays really well into how we're talking about not letting um, uh, things from our past stand in the way, like not wearing um, um, trust issues on our sleeve as a, as a, uh, a golden stamp or yeah. as a trophy, you know. Our pain right. from when we were younger should not dictate the older version of me. So who's really running the show? Is it the adult version of myself or my teenage or early childhood stage? Who's right. controlling the ship, you know? Right, right. I used to um, 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 rap in my in my former uh, life um, and, uh, and and I had some great opportunities to to be on stage with uh, um, uh, members of the of the roots to KRS One um, okay. to uh, to um, you know uh, a great dear friend of mine, my cousin uh, Novel, who's still doing his thing. And um, yeah, you gotta look him up real quick. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll go ahead and drop drop some of that in the, yeah. in, the in the area. But but um, one of the things I remember was like you know I used to always even though. I wanted to lean more towards conscious hip hop, kind of like most Def, Talib Kweli, mm -hmm. uh, uh, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest. That was like really the vibe that I was leaning for. Um, I often found that um, um, sometimes I would allow my um, my issues with societal norms sometimes would stand in my way, and then I had this like like it would be. You you be you learn these lessons through through life, um, and I remember seeing an artist um, that you know I I looked up to for so long before I met him, and then I, when I met him, you know what he was doing and and talking about at the time, I was like so disappointed. Mm -hmm. but then, you know, time goes on, and then I'm in a, a a situation, not even thinking about that moment where I'm doing a very similar thing and someone who was looking up to me felt disappointed. And I was like, whoa, all oh, the table turn right there. Yep. Okay, yep. it helped me do some self-reflection. I'm like, okay, well, you know, how, who am I to judge mm -hmm. when I'm, I'm, you know, walking out there in the same way. And so it, um, 
it was a valuable life lesson, not just to do self-reflection, but to also look at, uh, okay, who are the folks around me? Who, who am I surrounding myself with? Do I have people in my life that I can help keep me accountable and I can be accountable for? Um, and, and, and you, you wouldn't believe how much sometimes, um, the things that you are allowing to hold you back impact who you choose to have around you, you know, and, and how you act. And so from that, it helped me to be better. I started saying, you know what? I'm not going to, no longer going to walk on that weight behind you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny you say that because you said the tables have turned. I do believe that we're falling into a, a new norm where it's all about me. It's like yeah. how I need to enjoy life because I'm too stressed. I need to do what's best for me when humans are better in groups. So I believe if we are focused on what impact am I having to my neighbor, what impact am I having to society, that would allow me to be happy as well and help the ones around me as well as the next generation coming up. Right. Um, I mean, you touched on it when you were saying leading with love, you know, and, and, and we're not talking about, and and love can come in so many different forms. And, and I, and what I heard from you, and I think, you know, we benefit from um, knowing each other, but I always think of love in terms of the agape love, that boundless um, uh, love that isn't, um, that's not coming with, um, with um, side notes or, or, or a contract or anything like that. It's kind of like this infinite love where I'm I'm looking from the kindness of my heart, not not in an intent to manipulate what you're doing because I love some end goal or I love some specific topic or I love some, you know, whatever ideology you want to put a, a, in in that space. No, it's more out of the kindness and the love and giving and wanting to grow and to share and to educate. That's the way I I imagine when I say I'm leading with love. I'm not leading with the love of something. I'm leading with the love for all. This agape, yes, yes. like boundless love that just is timeless. Um, it's not impacted by oh well you you know I'm keeping score. You yeah. came over to my house, but you know you didn't. You know. Which- in my teenage mentorship program that I run, the Youth Leadership Academy, I'm teaching the concept of reaching out without needing them to reach out in return. Right. You know, as we get older, we're like, oh, so-and-so hasn't called me in so long. I'm going right. to write them off. But now you're given love with stipulations. Like, That's you it. have to do something for me, for me to be able to love you in return. Right. So I'm seeing that a lot of teenagers are becoming happier because they're not assuming their friends are just ignoring them. They're now reaching out because they genuinely care and genuinely want to reach out and they're building stronger friendships because maybe the friend was going through something. Maybe they're putting extra work into their education or having troubles at the household. And now you just became that friend to reach out, not needing anything in return. So the message goes like this. Hey, it's Justin. I'm just reaching out to make sure all is good. Get back whenever you can. There's absolutely no rush. That's right. That's right. And for you younger peers of ours, it can yeah. be a text. It doesn't have to be that phone call because um, 
still just checking in, just saying hello, just doing those things, building that connection, maintaining that bridge is such a beautiful uh, thing to do. And I know we're all busy. Life, yeah. life can also be the thing that we allow to stand in our way, but life can also be the bridge. 100%. Don't let your trust issues that developed when you were five years old prevent you from solidifying your friendships today. That's Keep right. building your strong friendships and keep nurturing your friendships. That's Don't right. expect anything in return. And I promise you, if they're not meant to be in your inner circle, they're going to fall off. Yeah. As, as you keep leveling up as a leader, those who don't level up with you fall off. They do. So, they do. And it does. You don't don't look at it. Don't don't hold any guilt behind it. Le you're leading. You're walking with love. You know. Don't you got to take control of it. Take control yeah. of yourself. Don't allow that past to dictate what you do today. I couldn't have said it better. I I really appreciate you, Justin. You're an awesome brother, and we appreciate you all for listening, for joining us, and and thanks for joining us again. We'll be back with more weekly on Opportunities Connected. I'm Yimmy Jimison, a.k.a. Yimmy Grio. And I'm Justin Latson. And thank you for joining us here on Opportunities Connected.